Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining us. This is Sipping Tea with Nat and Z. I'm Nat. And I'm Z. What's up? How you doing? I'm good. You know, um, this new schedule that we have, I think, works the best for the mm-hmm. both of us. Yeah. We get to, you know, do a little bit more prepping with the episodes themselves. Mm-hmm. And then we get to take care of some much needed personal things that we have to uh, take care of. So I hope our listeners are also taking the time that we have to catch up (laughs) (laughs) to some of our podcasts. Thanks. Some of y'all are doing that and using those weeks in between to catch up on some of our quick sips and and check out some of the stuff online on IG. So thanks for all our listeners. We appreciate you. Yes, we greatly appreciate it. I mean, you know, the new listeners that we've gotten over the last couple of weeks, um, welcome. Thank you. you know, welcome. Welcome. To our day ones. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> so um, let's go ahead and jump into the tea of the day because we have a lot to discuss because yes. today's episode is being black at work. Which I know we all can identify with. Um, well, most of us. So disclaimer, we're not tea experts. You should speak to your doctor when drinking herbal tea, as there are potential side effects when mixed with some medications. Uh, this should not be a substitute for medication, not affiliated with any of these companies, nor are these endorsements as of yet. As of yet. So what are we drinking, Natalie? Okay. So today we have ginger mint fusion green tea. Yummy, yummy, um, yummy. From the Tanzania collection. I had some of this, a couple of cups of this last week. It's quite tasty, I must say. So it's a wild but perfect balance of green tea, mint leaves, ginger, and rosemary to soothe and recenter you. The ingredients are rolled green tea, mint leaves, grated ginger, and a little bit of rosemary. And it does have caffeine. So check it out. It's a lovely. Has um give you a little kick in the morning. Or whenever, if you need a little pick-me-up. Yeah, that seems like a good, uh, something good to drink in the afternoon when you yeah. get that slump yeah, during the, the work day. Time. Ooh, I hit that. But you need to be, yes, but you be careful because if you're someone who's sensitive to caffeine, then true. drinking that at 2 p.m. may have you up at 2 a.m. This is true. <laughs> this is so true. So. Uh, because I, you know, I'm not sensitive to, well, let me rephrase that. I am sensitive to caffeine as far as my stomach is concerned. Mm-hmm. I am not sensitive to caffeine as far as my sleep is concerned. I could probably <laughs> drink five cups of coffee, five cups of tea, sleep. and still go to sleep. Oh, wow. And I don't and even still drink go that to much sleep. caffeine, and I'll still just be like, yeah, we're going to stay up, but then try to go to sleep, and then we're going to try to stay up, and it just doesn't work out for me. <laughs> it just doesn't work. I, I wish that we were COVID-free because I would come to your house and grab... um a couple bags of this, but yeah, I think I may order tasty. it because yeah, I do perfect. like ginger. I don't know. Ginger and mint for me together is good with my stomach issues. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think this perfect blend of these two things will probably help out in that area. It's so. quite fragrant as well. Mm, fragrance. Fragrance. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good news. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, then let's uh, move from that tea to some more hot tea. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Gorilla Glue saga has finally Ooh. come to an end. You know, again, I'll say this. Initially, I had no empathy for her whatsoever. And then when I did realize that she really wasn't doing it for clout and that the education system has just failed this woman that part <laughs> i i felt a little bit like okay That's more empathy for her. i had a little bit more empathy and there's a lot of other stuff going on some deep-seated my personal opinion um self-esteem issues because of yeah. some of the things she said after she uh, got the glue out her hair so but um she was able to get it done for get the glue out of her hair for free right a renowned celebrity plastic surgeon michael obeng mm-hmm. um he was able to save her locks during a hours-long procedure with like um medical grade acetone like olive oil um wow. some other stuff it's um saline solution all this other stuff so he's able to save her hair they told her she had to wait six weeks before putting anything in it. She says as soon as the six weeks is up, she's going to get a long weave. So, I mean, clearly she has not learned her lesson yeah. about just giving her scalp and her head a, a break. 
Um, there's some other, like you said, deep seated things. Yes, yes. Yeah. She was able to raise through a GoFundMe $20,000. The wow. GoFundMe was under investigation. I think everything is okay now, but she said she had planned on donating that money to an organization that helps with plastic surgery for mm -hmm. people who can't afford it, that oh, okay. like need it for like things that have happened, like accidents and other traumatic events. Um, so I thought that that was good. And she did clarify mm -hmm. in an interview that she had never intended to sue Gorilla Glue. So she doesn't even understand where that narrative came from. That was never her intention. She never said that. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, she got the glue out of her hair. She's rocking a shortcut like me. So mm -hmm. good for her. Best of luck to her. Yes. Best of luck. The founding member of the Fat Boys, Prince mm -hmm. Marky D, has died at the age of 52. Um, yeah. There's... No cause of death as of yet, um, mm -hmm. but his manager did talk to TMZ and his manager indicated that he had some heart issues before his death. So, um, you know, the Fat Boys, I remember, you know, very fondly. Mm -hmm. I loved the Fat Boys. I forgot that movie they were in. Baps. What was it? Oh, they were in Baps? Yes, they were. But they were in that other movie. What was it? The Orderlies or the Disorderlies, where the they disorderlies. were like that was like their headline. <laughs> that, that was their headline movie. I think that's I think that's what got them back. Oh, that was or the hilarious. Other <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I think that is what got them back. So that was hilarious. <laughs> so, um, you know, uh, prayers for his family because I know yes. this is a very challenging time to be going through this. So, um. Huh, Raphael Edward Cruz, Raphael, Raphael mm. Edward Cruz, because I'm going to call you what your mama mm. named you, not mm. Ted Cruz, um, decided that it was good to take a trip to Cancun. Of course. <laughs> it's not like his state had some stuff going on. No. I think, no, I think there might have been something going on in Texas. That something. Like people are freezing to death. Yeah. No power, no water. But hey, you know. And they're going to blame it on, is it? Go ahead, girl. Go yeah, he blamed ahead. it on his kids. First, he said he was going to Cancun to drop his children off or his daughter off. Not an overnight bag. Exactly. Then, <laughs> say saying he was going to come right back. After but, a day? Mm -hmm, they pulled the receipts. This fool ain't planning on coming back for days. Ding, ding, ding. Days. Had his damn security guard at the development he what? lives in. Watch his damn dog, Snowflake. Snowflake, did you see that picture of Snowflake? Yes, looking out the window. <laughs> like, left me. Y'all know I'm cold, right? Because you did say it was cold in this house. Because I'm going to snitch on you now. Left that damn dog out. Like, just sitting in a window. Like Just sad. Just sad. Sad. So. Poor, poor, poor thing. Poor, poor thing. thing. Group text messages was released. Mm. Whoever is in his friend circle. I mean. Wow. Y'all ain't need a, no more. I can tell he, you that. He needed a new click because clearly they right. was like, run here. Y'all want to see this fool yeah. who definitely decided yeah. to, to go. It was $300 at the risk Carlton. Hmm. 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 So. Come on down. Come on down. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But he came back and faced backlash as he should. Mm -hmm. I just hope that Texans remember this in 2024. Cause that's mm -hmm. when he's up for re-election. So I just hope y'all yeah. remember this: that Ted Cruz don't give a shit about y'all at all. all. Don't, that's don't, never so did, never will. So. And then I don't know if you saw on the Daily Show they did a whole montage of him talking about everybody else golfing, not mm -hmm. being, not being um, feeling some sort of way or feeling some sort of empathy for his for uh, his people and all this other mess. I was like, huh. ain't nobody like him. No way. I heard no. No, I think he's going. I personally believe he's he has sealed the last. I personally believe he sealed the last nail in his coffin. Now, again, people's yeah. memories are short, and so twenty twenty four he might be reelected again. But I think because of how Texas has been turning, they've been very close in these races the last few years. That yeah. is a possibility, and yeah. what we've seen with Georgia. Um, mm. I mean, Arizona, you, you never know. Yeah. yeah so we'll bad. see. Um, Prince Harry yeah. and Meghan Markle. <clears throat> so Buckingham recently released a statement. 
mm-hmm. uh, stating that the couple is officially done with their royal duties and that oh. stepping away from the work of the royal family um, is it's not possible to continue with the responsibilities and duties that come with the life of public service. Ah. So I said, hmm, that is a very interesting statement. Right. Well, I guess Megan and Harry felt the same because they clapped back and said, sis, miss me with all that. <laughs> <laughs> we can all live a life of service. Service is universal. Boom. And so as I was looking at this, I said, there is a dichotomy. There's a, there's a distinct dichotomy between how the U.S. reports on them and how the U.K. reports on them. Oh. And I fully feel like Bucking, like Buckingham Palace the prince, uh, Prince William, Prince mm-hmm. uh, Charles, the queen, they're really out of touch. Because to think that they can only be of service to right. the public is through the royal family is it's like absurd to me. Beyond. They don't need to be a part of the royal family to contribute to society in any way. And I yes. dare I say they probably can contribute more, more not being part of the royal family. He went his mom's route. He did. And, you know, we don't, we don't have anything like royalty here. So it's, it's possible. That's why we look at it through a different lens. And England has had royalty since. Yeah, forever. Forever. (laughs) Um, but I do see why personally he Mm -hmm. would want to leave and protect his wife and his child Mm -hmm. because the way that the UK reports it, you would think that this is like, like the the end of the world. Like, how dare you turn your back? on the royal mm-hmm. family and you leave with this yeah. black woman and mm-hmm. take and go to the America. trash yeah the trash of the globe the US like honestly because let's let's keep it 100 UK the UK they look down on us yeah and rightfully so <laughs> we've earned that we've earned <laughs> it the, america is trash okay that condescension we are trash. Everything about us is absolute trash, right? So we understand that. So they turn their noses up to us. So you leave and you leave mm-hmm. with this American actress. Yeah. Black American actress. And you go and mm-hmm. you live in America. I get it. But mm-hmm. there is a, a a nastiness in the way that they are reporting they're leaving. And if you've watched The Crown... It's really like his uncle. I think that's his uncle or his great uncle. Um, who was it? It was the it was the king's brother that was the king at first. Undercut that and left, left to be with that other the the lady that was married like six times. Yes, him. And they never gave this man respect ever. He was treated as an outcast. Mm-hmm. And I mean, looking at it, he was trash because he was a Nazi sympathizer. Yes, all um. That. But still, just because he chose to love this woman, they were not because he was a Nazi sympathizer, because right. it was literally because of, yes, because <laughs> she was divorced thrice or twice times. <laughs> not, not exactly, isn't that kind of that's messed up? Yes, sympathize with the Nazis, that's okay. But yeah. oh, he's married a divorcee. Oh. How dare you? Oh my you, God. Bring, you bring shame to the royal family. For shame for shame. <laughs> Game of Thrones for shame. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then lastly, um, water's wet, the sky is blue, Kim and Kanye are getting divorced. So <laughs> we said it, I said it a long time ago. If you're getting divorced, just say that. Stop saying you're spending time apart. Mm-hmm. They're saying it's amicable and Kim wanted to do this last year, but then he had his breakdown. Right. Remember when she was, she went to Wyoming to get him because he was trying to run for president. So mm-hmm. she wanted to do it then, but she felt that doing it then would be cruel. So she waited until... Beyonce dropped her Ivy Park line and decided. <laughs> <laughs> and then told everybody. <laughs> Rationale. That's my uh, she, she decided to do it when uh, Beyonce dropped her Icy Park. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's all I got. So. Wow. Well, that, that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll jump right into our tea time segment. And we're back. So, 
today, as Z mentioned, we're talking about being black in work, at work, and what all that entails. For some of us, some of us, we kind of think of these things in our sleep. It's just kind of how we accept life, but we're going to go into some different aspects today. So just to top, you know, start off, just giving you some questions to think about to provide context for this episode. What would it feel like to walk into a room and be the only one that looked like you? How comfortable would you be when being asked about your um, experience or opinion on a marketing thing for as a representative of the community? And then, you know, when you're expected to participate in conversations, everyone is like, well, what do you think? Well, what do you know? You're black. How do you feel about this? As if, <laughs> as if you are the spokesperson for black people all around the world. And then not being able to talk about things that happen at work or in the social media realm. And then you're at work and you have to just walk around and be like, because mm, you can't really talk about how this really affects you. So all of those things, you know, it's, it's, it's daunting. And there was a study done by the Center for, uh, for Talent Innovation. And they made comments about black professionals are more likely to encounter prejudice and microaggressions than any other racial or ethnic mm. group. Mm. Let's, I let believe that. that. Sink in, let that sink in for a minute, right? They're less likely than their white counterparts to have access to senior leaders and mm-hmm. to have support from their managers. Yet few white professionals see what their black colleagues are up against. It's said that 65% of black professionals say that black employees have to work harder in order to advance. So starting there, I'm sure all of you at some point have sensed this, talked about this with friends, seen it on TV. You know, it's it's a daunting. <sighs> exactly. What does he just said? <laughs> what does he just said? It's because a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. You I mean. It's just a, so many things that have the fact that there has to be studies on this alone and that we've come to the point where we we experience racial prejudice at work and our some of our coworkers have no idea that this is even going on due, due to some of the privilege that mm-hmm. they don't aren't aware that they may that they have mm-hmm. and they just cannot see it through other folks eyes. Um, they've been at work and people talk about certain things that are racially insensitive. And I think this hits a nerve sometimes now. I mean, even pre COVID with, with the raise of the rise of the black lives matter movement and mm-hmm. some, you know, the issues with, Ka- uh, Colin Kaepernick, cause I know mm-hmm. that was a volatile topic yes. that for yes. people at work, mm-hmm. you know, there's so many people, I think that they, they got, um, they were split and it caused, uh, unspoken tension when that type of conversation came up and they had to be in, pre- in the presence of the coworkers. Oh, absolutely. I would think even if you bring it to present day, <clears throat> even though we are in a time of COVID, mm-hmm. the insurrection, oh, I think that. that has also shown a clear divide in the clear. workplace. I was in a meeting and someone joked, casually joked, <clears throat> They were, we were in a Zoom meeting mm-hmm. and they had a, um, a green screen and the green screen was the Oval Office. And they said, Hey, do you see, uh, Speaker Pelosi's podium back there? And people chuckled. Mm-hmm. I didn't find that funny at all. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking to myself, is this really a joke? Like, and the individual said it was a white man. Uh-huh. So I'm thinking to myself, like, Okay, if no one else sees how in, in, inappropriate this is. In a, in on multiple levels. On multiple levels. On multiple levels. Some people don't know, like, the, that's how they maybe express sarcasm, or they just are totally clueless, have no no grip, or totally out of touch. Well, you know, when, when we were talking about that study, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's apparent that they are out of touch, because even the study said that black professionals are nearly four times as likely as their white counterparts mm. to say that they've experienced racial prejudice at work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Excuse me. And then if you break it down by the region, I mean, I think some of us who live on the East Coast, mm-hmm. mm, let me rephrase that, the Northern Hemisphere uh, yes. of the East Coast, mm-hmm. we've experienced maybe less of this. Um, not to say that we haven't experienced it, but there are regional differences. Very much you know, so. I feel like if you're in the Midwest or the South, you're yes. probably going to have more instances of mm-hmm. microaggression and prejudice in your workplace. And just outright blatant. Yes. 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 Um, 
I think that you are going to find that, you know, if you're looking in your own environment mm -hmm. where you are right now, how many um, people of color, specifically black people, are in the top positions at your company? Yes. And what is the path to that? Is that right. even open? Are there, do they have mentors or anything like that to even see, to follow? And, and I think maybe someone listening may be like, well, so what does that matter? Representation matters. It does matter. It matters so much. Yes. And I think people don't realize. They don't. And then when you start to break it down to when we're talking about black women specifically, because again, mm -hmm. we're talking about being black at work, but we're talking about it from our own experiences, our right. own shared experiences. And we're black females. Mm -hmm. So we can speak on it in general, but then speak on the specifics of what it's like to be a black woman in the workplace. And right. I know. I've experienced it, mm -hmm. um, that black women are less likely to have the same access to the same support and advocacy as white women. And mm -hmm. I know some people are like, oh, this is like beating a, uh, beating a dead horse, but I've experienced right. this and we're in 2021. I've experienced this yeah. in 2019. Mm. Yes. Yeah. So people think that, that you, you even saying that some people like that one one episode where we said that some people look to be offended. Oh, uh -huh. some people are may hear this. We're not saying you specifically listen, but there's some people that may hear these stats and say that we're looking for to to be troublemakers, which is a whole other issue down uh -huh. later that we're going to talk about. But the fact that they don't even understand that this this is this time timetable time uh -huh. is 2019. Yeah, and the stuff is still happening. Yes. And if you are not a person of color and you're listening to us, I'm going to assume, to just automatically assume that you are an ally. And so mm -hmm. I hope that when you're listening to this, that you take a look at your own workplace and your own work environment and kind of see where these things that we're talking about mm -hmm. may actually be in play. And then think about things that you can do to improve the work environment and the workplace yes. for your colleagues and coworkers, mm -hmm. because it, it, that's, that's where it starts, it you know? Um, yes, the executives need to get on board, but your colleagues and coworkers really mm -hmm. do lend that support to you and that it support system. Um, and it makes a huge difference. Yeah. So yeah. we're not trying to isolate or alienate any of our listeners, but we hope that you take this information and use it mm -hmm. to better the world around you. Yes. Um, because, mm -hmm. you know, when, when black people wake up to go to work, there's Ooh. so much on our minds. The mental gymnastics that, that has to be done, go, gone through. You don't understand it unless you live it. Yeah. We have to think about what we're going to wear, mm. right? Because we all, women especially, are born with natural curves. Yeah. So if you're wearing something that's showing off too much, <sighs> and, and they and, say, as they say, you can be shamed. Mm. Um, and it doesn't matter. A pair of jeans, right. a, a dress. It doesn't matter. A skirt. Anything. Anything. Um, we get, we have to think about how we're going to style our hair. Mm -hmm. The hair I mean, thing alone. We just Ooh. talked about the last episode. I think the crown act. The fact that we are in. Yes. The Even year of our. Yes, our Lord 2021. And there are still states that have not enacted the Crown Act saying that you cannot discriminate on an employee based on what their hair looks like. Right. Are you kidding me? I have to decide what, how I'm going to wear my hair. That naturally and gonna, grows out of my Naturally. And I'm Gen, we're Gen X, right? So unfortunately gen xers and if you're a gen x you've 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 experienced this mm. your parents or your grandparents probably brainwashed you <laughs> a little bit and thinking you had to wear your hair a certain way yes, yes. to be taken seriously in the workplace yes. don't wear your natural hair mm -hmm. yeah. you might want to straighten it you might want it to look more quote-unquote presentable right that presentable word because i've seen that firsthand yes oh, my goodness just, I re mm. it's it's a, I remember in when I first started work I got micro braids. <clears throat> this is when micro braids were still like mm -hmm. a thing. And my grandma was alive. And my grandma said, "You not is you going to work like that?" Yeah. Oh well, you need to pull it back and put it in a bun or something, huh? Right. I couldn't understand it, but then I realized my grandma's from a whole totally different generation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
you know yeah it's um, their way of, of protecting us because they knew yes. what would happen but in that yes. way we didn't think about it because they're telling us this to protect us from what they were exactly through. right you know, we've had to be told, oh, your hair is exotic or it's different oh, or it's fun. Yes. I changed my hair all the time at work growing up, like when I started in the um, corporate world. And this one lady at a staff meeting said to me, it is such a joy to come in and see what your hair is going to be like today. I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I was like, oh, um, Thanks or the <laughs> is that real? No, good and well. You know, I had a bob last week. Or you come in and your hair is, is short. Oh my god, I can't believe you cut off all that hair. Okay, sure. Whatever. Sure, let's go with that. We're gonna go. Let's with that. go with that. <laughs> I remember. So if you know me, like I'm my grandmother, there's one couple things that my grandmother instilled in me and my sister. One of the things that she was like big on was like personal self-care. My Mm -hmm. grandmom's nails, toes, hair, always done. Now, granted, she had a a jerry curl, but that's besides the point. (laughs) Or what she called it innovation. (laughs) Innovation. (laughs) When she got older, she just rocked the small fro. But I mean... Grandma always looked well put together, okay? Right. So if there's one thing you want to see me, my nails, my feet, always going to be done. Yeah. And all, if, put like this. My friends have said, if my nails ain't done, I'm going through some things. You're like, I'm all going right, what's through going on? Things. You all right, Z? I'm either broke <laughs> or I'm depressed. It's one of the two. <laughs> Otherwise, her nails are always done. <laughs> so I remember getting this really... And I like getting, I don't like just plain colors. I mm. like sometimes getting like the like intricate little designs mm. and not like super out of control, but you ladies know I'm talking about the foil yeah. or matte or whatever. And I remember coming to a meeting and my nails were done like that. <clears throat> and there were so much, so many comments on my nails as if like, mm. what the heck, like if this is something that was just like, oh, wow, that's very interesting. That's very different. Um, that's this. Mind you, this whole... Word white girl my colleague came in with her whole head dyed pink and ain't nobody say shit to her at all at all whole head dyed pink and she is at this point we were both supervisors her whole head was dyed pink and ain't nobody say shit they didn't mention it you would have thought they didn't even it wasn't even a thing but heaven forbid I had one design on my nail. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I'm surprised it didn't make the damn job notices. <laughs> be at the next weekend. We update. In other news, has changed the nail color and added some designs. You can pass by her office for a showing at said time. <laughs> Excuse me. And we're making a joke about this because we can, but right. this is the shit that we have to go through at oh, work. <clears throat> but yes. Makeup. Ooh, ooh, child. Ooh, Lord. And this was before we have bat wings for eyelashes. Yes. Makeup is a big thing. My grandmother told me. Don't ever wear red because that's what hoes wear. Yes, mine too. My mom was like, nails, lips. Don't wear nothing red because you're talking about you suggestive. Yes. You a lady of the night if you're wearing red. <laughs> and I remember coming to work and I, I would see my non, my colleagues that are non-POCs wearing red lips. Mm-hmm. Makeup to, I mean, eyebrows yes. did everything. Done. And Down. I'm like, so it's okay for them. I put on a red lip mm. and heaven forbid. But Girl, guess what? You Jezebel. A bitch like me gonna wear a red lip. And you just gonna get over it, okay? Because <laughs> my lips be popping. <laughs> as long as the lip bar and Rihanna make a popping red, you gonna see you me in a red lip. <laughs> now, I'm not just saying that you should just be coming to work all, like, well, I, you come to work how you want to come to work. Right. But I would say our degree. makeup, yes, our makeup makes us, se- it, it turns us into sexual creatures. Yes. It sexualizes We're us. objectified. We are. If we put on a red lip, it's, it's, it's suggestive. Mm-hmm. Like we're a video vixen. Right. And Which then is. Rat, and then ratting videos. Exactly. 
And it's like, why can't I wear a red lip? If I want to wear a red lip, why can't it be professional Mm. on me? Why is it professional on her? But on me, I'm like asking for, you know, a nightcap. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Oh, you want a nightcap? You know, how are you doing? Yes. Why and does all of that have to fall out of just having a red lip? Exactly. Um, how we speak. Mm, A-A-V-E. One. You know what I'm saying? <sighs> or we got a code switch, which we can have a whole conversation on at another time. Yes. Code switching is big. <clears throat> Huge. Um, we have to watch how we talk. I was told one time that I you um um sometimes your point doesn't come across. Because you use your hands too much. So? Huh? I'm a mom, bitch. Take this. What? So basically what you're trying to say is I'm aggressive? I'm being aggressive? Right. <laughs> so literally, I would talk, like, or try to put my hands in my pockets when I would, if I had pockets, when I would try to... I don't understand. They thought that you were going to jump them in the middle I of the I don't know. I don't know. <clears throat> we're expressive people. Yeah, we, we have soul. We have when we talk about it, we just enjoy it, it gets uh, the the idea across yes for politicians us. yes politicians use their hands all the, time. all the time but i'll tell you if you study i saw this on it if you study hand gestures if you study body movement mm. look at how obama used his hands his body language compared to his counterparts mm-hmm. totally different completely right he did not totally different he couldn't move and people be like, oh my goodness. Because right. I think that the reaction is the, the jump back or yes. the, the grabbing the purse or that's mm-hmm. just those types of things we have to, to even think about. But yeah, you're right, Nat. I mean, you know, we do have to do, I, I would say taking your hand and snatching you know, dreams out the sky um, that that's uh, not good. <laughs> but, you know, I don't think necessarily using my hands is a gesture that I'm trying to be aggressive towards you. Right. But, hey. And then lastly, you know, what we eat or what we bring for lunch. Mm-hmm. I mean, y'all don't think that that's an issue. Yeah. But if you're sharing a common space mm. with people and you're heating up Thanksgiving dinner, uh, which was greens right. and sweet potatoes and mm-hmm. stuffing and turkey, you know, those smells start to permeate. And it's not just us. There are right. other people of color that who have... are also mindful mm-hmm. about what they heat up at work and what they bring yes. because of the stigma and stereotype Thank that you. is associated with that. You know, you have to be careful because we think, okay, if I do this, I'm perpetrating a trite stereotype. Yes. And I don't want to do that. Right. But the fact that we even have to have that conversation that we can't live our lives, that these are things that our coworkers have no idea. Mm-hmm. It doesn't, mm-hmm. it does not resonate with them. And I guess it can't, it doesn't, we can't expect them to a point because that's not the lives we live because right. this is our every day. Because I, at one of my places of, of employment, I had uh, a mentor at the point where she would ask me questions. Like, we literally had this conversation. She's like, um, can I ask you something? But I don't know if I can because I don't want it to come off as racist. And she tried not... She was like, why Why is it that black people... I'm like, first of all, I am not the representative for black people. She's like, but you, and she's like okay, see, see, that's... I don't know how to phrase this. Like, she was really nervous. Mm-hmm. And she was trying to to figure out how to better connect with people of color i guess mm-hmm. and she's like we sometimes we live in areas where we don't see people of color so we mm-hmm. don't understand we don't have these conversations we're not introduced we don't have like a a person of color mentor to tell us what to say and not to say because mm-hmm. she's like we don't know what we don't know and then when we ask somebody about something of, of their culture they get offended like we should know and because we already know we're already whitewashed in the history in the history system in school there's only certain contexts that we're presented in as well as in media. Right. So I kind of took, I I understood what she was saying because at that point it was a teaching moment. Uh Here, this is a supervisor, a white woman. And she's asking me, trying to ask me about how to relate better to people of color to make it a better workplace for us. Uh 
And she was and she was fumbling over her words because she's like, I don't want to offend you, but I don't know how to ask this question. Right. To have this conversation and tell my co tell my fellow staff how to navigate this. Right. So I appreciated the way she came at me because I get if she would have asked another person, it could have gone left and mm-hmm. somebody may have take might have taken offense to, well, how come you don't know that you know you should take time to understand? And she's like, But I'm trying to take time. Right, but I don't know how to have this conversation. But even with that, the fact that you said that she was a mentor, yeah, I mean, those are some workplace challenges that we have. Yes, I mean, finding a mentor is one of the basics. Yeah, representation matters. Mm -hmm. You know, the mentors are there to help you navigate the difficulties of of that workplace, Mm -hmm. coping with racial stereotypes, and having those side conversations and. Those facial expressions, those uncon, those unspoken um, cultural norms of yes. when you're in the workplace to have someone kind of give you that nod or the the eye to say do that, not do that, and to have yes. that communication and the body language is mm-hmm. is invaluable. But if there's no mentors, if there are no mentors, then how how do you navigate that? Right, you know. And then that whole, like I said, the whole representative of your entire racial group. Mm-hmm. I don't. I mean, I went to an all white high school. We were the only black. I was the only black girl in my high school, and this question, <laughs> I got. He was like, "Why?" This guy was like, "Why is it that black girls, when they ask something, they have to do the whole neck rolling thing?" I said, "I'm sorry, I'm not the representative for the black people. I have nothing to do with that." So you, those things, right, come into play though when people. You got to think about this when people are getting ready to hire. These questions translate into people when they're hiring. And they mm. may have these unspoken biases. Yes. And when they come into the workplace, they're like, oh, I may not want to hire this person based on our names and mm. how how um, colorful and exotic as they may see and unique they may be. But it only is for like us as black people. Because if you're from Russia and you come in with the name of Vladivostok something, they don't even bat an eye. But if you come in with Bumquisha's Bumper Curl, Renisha, Quisha, to, your names are joined together with your mama and your daddy. Your application may tend to just be like, you know what? I just don't think I want to go deal with this. Well, if you look at it, that's why a lot of other races and ethnicities, they change their names to fit in with the norm. Mm -hmm. Hello, I just told you Ted Cruz's real name ain't Ted Cruz. His real name is Raphael. Mm. But he changed it to be what? More... He wanted to have a closer proximity to whiteness. Yes. As white as the uh, white is right. Yes. Type of <coughs> Asians do it all the time. All the time. All the time. You go to the nail salon, you go look at their license. It is not Susie for sitting in front of you. You know that, right? But I have a com- I've had a conversation with individuals mm-hmm. who are of Asian descent that said that that's what they do exactly. to not be they come here to to assimilate as much as possible. as possible but assimilating isn't assimilating in general to be just an American mm-hmm. it is to have a proximity a close proximity to whiteness, whiteness. Mm-hmm. and if you're white, white you don't think about that no you don't have to so this may be coming out of left field, like I don't to our, our non um people of color listeners, like what do you mean assimilation? But they will pick upon it, like you said, with the name change if you're from another country. Mm-hmm. For some folks. So, you know, and, and that what comes with that, you also have to think about how do you emotionally manage all of these things? Because if you're getting unspoken bias or inherent and, and suffering from or experiencing inherent bias. You have to m- manage your emotions and what's going on when you encounter that. Because you you don't want people to, I guess, see you popping off as some people's stereotype that right. we would have to. Because if we don't manage our emotions, then we're seen as either a threat or a troublemaker or something negative. Mm-hmm. But let someone else have an outburst at work and storm through and flipping tables, mm. all of I've that. I've seen that happen yes. at my job. Mm. And what happened? That person ain't get in trouble. Mm. They weren't. They didn't get walked out. Mm-mm. They weren't seen as a threat. They Mm-mm. weren't seen as being too aggressive Mm-mm. or being too assertive. Nope. Mm. And we have seen where that is not the case when you have a little bit more melanin hmm. in your skin. Because, mm. but then 
even moving on to that because looking at sexism, because we already know that exists in the workplace, right down to how much we all make per dollar. And then you break that further down with our race. And then how does that come into play in your workplace? Because we understand women are are expected to conform to a male-dominated society and workplace. And the, the behavioral norms that come with that. The patriarchy. Yes. Yes. It's a patriarchy. But then you add on top of that being a black woman. And now we have to conform for our hair, what we wear, our makeup. And now our our behavioral norms and how we re- how we respond and how we emotion how we manage our emotions uh-huh. that is just on top of everything and oh by the way we still have to do our job yeah and expected to do it well yes and expected to do it well ex- exactly <laughs> not like oh okay it's gonna work out but expected to do it well and then compare comparing men and women and and the discrimination that women face as it is and then you just put the being black on top of it and what comes with how people view you and your 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 presentation at work and if you're suggestive or you just about and then you're going into work with all of those things already coming at you mm-hmm. and then for our black men that is a whole other topic that that takes a slant on how do they bond with white men in the workplace because yes. they also have to think about how is they what is their upward mobility look right like, you know and i will say this when we're talking about sexism in the workplace and we're talking about how black women tend to have to have i mean we have a double negative right we are women in the workplace and then we're black in the workplace <clears throat> i'm looking at this study that's saying that women are leaving the workforce in droves during covid droves. but i'd be very interested to see and break it down what women are leaving the workplace in growth because it's i guarantee you it's not black women Mm. we don't have a choice to to leave the workforce in droves we don't Mm -mm. we don't so yeah white women are probably leaving the workforce because of covid because of child care and Mm -hmm. things like that but black women have to work exactly we don't have the luxury of deciding that we're not going to work and say because i'm gonna tell you what when they said that i was like where Bitch, what where? Because all my friends still working Hello. with kids. Thank you. <clears throat> I got a two-year-old at home. And I'm still working. I'm not leaving the workforce. And I'm not saying that to discount or discredit anybody else. But mm-hmm. there has to be a level of sensitivity when we're talking about these things. You need to dissect what you're talking about. And what that sample size consists of. Right. Because it's only a national... Um, uh, what do they call it? Not a national a track. Poll? It's a... Like no, it's a national thing. issue. It's something that they okay. have to deal with. Right. But they only are saying that because it's white women. Because I mm-hmm. guarantee you if it was a woman of color, they wouldn't give a shit. Oh, they leave in the workplace? Okay, they'll be fine. Right. They'll be fine. They'll, they'll figure it out. We're not counted in that. No. And if and our feather brown, fellow brown and um, black sisters that are also on the front lines are experiencing this as well. They are exactly. definitely not. They're, they're not, not leaving. Workers. They're not leaving. The they're not, I don't know. Latin. Ex- people that are leaving the workforce, they don't right. have the option. Think about, think about who took the poll, though. Who That's had what the I'm saying. Take the poll. That's what I'm saying. I saw this article recently where this young lady, this mm-hmm. young mother, was arrested and charged because she left her children in a Motel Six because mm-hmm. she had to go to work. Mm-hmm. And I'm like. She had no choice. She didn't have the option of leaving the workforce because mm-hmm. of COVID. She was down on her luck. They're living in a in a motel, and she she's like, I gotta go to work. Right now, if she decided not to work and live off of the 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 high the Mm. you know government assistance, then it'll be an issue. It would be an issue. But she's like, I know this is wrong, but I gotta do what I gotta do to take care of my babies. And you Mm. gonna arrest her? Damned if you do, damned if you don't. And this is what we're talking about when we talk about black women in. The workplace, we don't get a break. When do we get a break? We can't show up as our authentic self. No. We got to conform. We're asked to conform. I'm getting upset because this is like, it's just the audacity. Right. Right. We have to, we cannot be ourselves when we go to work. No, we can't wake wake up and go to work as we are. We have to change so much. So much. To save other people's feelings. Yes. And I'm going to say that you can be your authentic self if you 
choose to be. But there are sometimes consequences depending on where you work. And repercussions. And repercussions. I work at a very, which should be a very progressive, for all the government agencies that are out there, this mm -hmm. should be the most progressive one because it deals specifically with the artistic community. Mm -hmm. But I will tell you, it's probably one of the most con conservative, most mm -hmm. Di divisive most it's just an it's it's apparent that there is a divide i'll just right. say that or aloofness as yes well, people have no clue yes it's very traditional i mm. I, I had an employee when i was a supervisor who came to work and people used to comment on the way she dressed all the time i said she, she dressed like a stripper because she would come into work with these like five inch heels and mm -hmm. weaves almost halfway down to her ass um, now I would say, you know, if that's how she chose, chose to dress, then that's fine. Mm -hmm. But I know between that and her perceived personality and attitude, mm -hmm. it prevented her from getting a lot of opportunities in the workplace, right. a lot of opportunities in the workplace. Um, like you said, cause it's, it's, we have a difficult time being our true selves. Yes. I learned the hard way. I tried to be my true self at work. Mm. It's not, mm -hmm. nobody wants you to be your true self. No. They want you to show up presenting as a role. Yes. And now playing the role of. Mm hmm. Mm. You can't be, um, you know, there's the, the infamous angry black woman oh, stereotype. That part right there. I have to navigate how <clears throat> I'm going to, excuse me, <clears throat> have a conversation with you mm -hmm. and be mindful. Of how, how I'm having a conversation with you. How you use your because hands. Because if how I use my hands because it could be seen as threatening. Mm -hmm. Or ghetto if you use your hands too much. <clears throat> yes. That which it's either threatening or it's ghetto. It's never just I'm using my hands to right. express myself. Hyper confrontational. Mm-hmm. And you know, these are all the origins of, of the angry black woman comes from like, you know, the eighteen hundreds. Mid 1800s, the sassy black mammy. Yes. You know, she was tart tongue and emasculating that carry mm -hmm. through. I mean, you may not think of it, but Florence from the Jeffersons yes. is the version of the go. sassy black mammy. Mm -hmm. And before that, <clears throat> Gone with the Wind. Yes. You know, she could always, you know, say something. Oh, girl. I mean, and this is, is perpetuated even by us. Yeah. You know, it becomes a trope. Like, look at Shanae. Yes. Very much okay. so. Or live, yeah. You know. It's amazing to me how that, and I mean, and that is that particular character becomes endearing mm -hmm. to people. So they just asthmatically, like, attach to that. And then the whole, girl, girl, you crazy. And then people take that mm -hmm. and think that they're relating to us with, girl, you go, girl. Hey, girl. Yes. Hey, girl, hey. Yeah. I don't think so. No, he did it. I don't it. think so either. No, he did it. And we made and we're like, I don't I don't talk like that. No. But okay. You know, you per, they're per, <laughs> <laughs> Hello, I don't talk like that. Right. Right. Um I don't, I don't talk like that. <laughs> there are per you know, you look at it and it's just like these perceptions get played out in the workplace. Mm -hmm. You know, white women have a are stereotypically seen as communal and mm -hmm. pleasant and caring and differential and they're so yes. concerned about others right mm. and so when they get into leadership positions they're just trying to avoid being seen like that because right. they're if they are seen as communal then they're seen as being an ineffective leader right mm. but if we are not typically ever seen as communal ever but we're always seen as aggressive and assertive and having attitude. Mm. If I express my opinion and I'm passionate about it, like right now, there if if I was talking this way at work, I wouldn't be seen as being passionate about the about the topic right. that I'm that we're speaking exactly. of. I would be seen as being aggressive mm -hmm. or having exactly. an attitude about it, just because of your body length, because of how you express. Just yourself. because, and I'm gonna tell you. <clears throat> I had a white manager, probably one of the best managers I ever had. This woman took shit off of no one. She was scary. She mm. was like a Tilda Hunt in the office. Men yeah. were scared of her. And I would, I 
like I I would see her reduce people to like nothing. Oh damn. And I had a conversation with her and she told me that she had to be this way because she was the first woman period in her field for Ooh. such a very long time that she had to command and demand respect. Wow. Ooh. And I explained to her that's not and she tried to instill that in me. But I, I would buck every time I said, but I can't be that yes. way because <laughs> I can't do what you do. I, I couldn't come work. into a room and she couldn't understand right. it for the life of me. I don't understand why she could not see why I could never, although I aspired to be that, I could yes. never do that because it would never be seen the same. Ever. And there's because no way that people relate to that. Never. So, you know, it's, it's. It's, it, then that plays into our promotion pretend, oh, potential. Oh, or lack thereof. Right. Because people don't see us like that. And they're right. like, oh no, they're going to be a troublemaker. They're Hello. They're going to be able to relate to our clients or they're going to turn people off. And yep. we don't want anybody to think that, you know, we have the whole angry black that we don't have that communal, oh, you know, mm-hmm. big gloves type of let me stroke their ego to get the business. Hmm. Hmm. Which, hmm. Be, which, which lends itself to being deferential. Or yes. <laughs> and then mm. when we talk about that, the, then it's competition between us because Ooh. it's like, can there be more than one smart black because. woman in the office? Ooh. I'm going to tell you no. <laughs> and I'm going <laughs> to tell you <laughs> that sometimes it's more us doing it to ourselves. Yes. The psychological cost for that. Right. And you navigating that is very hard it's very difficult especially Mm -hmm. when we're dealing with sometimes we're the only ones in the room and -hmm. you would like to have support and 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 you would like to have support from someone who looks just like you and sometimes we can't get that because we all have fed into it's like the crab in the barrel mentality we have fed into the belief that there can only be one of us at the top Mm -hmm. white people don't do that no well well, in the advertising, they haven't done it in their own ways and stuff. And I've seen it at work. They you know? bring they bring each other on board yes. if they can. The nepotism they help. is real. Yes. The nepotism <clears throat> is real in the old old boys network and, and all of that. Now, yes. not every workplace is like that. My workplace is very diverse. It still has some, you know, as with anything, quirks here and there. But where everybody may look the same of a particular level and still be able to lift each other up. Now, seemingly that being in corporate academia and now the government, that is an anomaly in mm-hmm. a lot of ways to speak to what you're saying about there's only one or two of us and then it's a competition. And then mm-hmm. we're kind of pitted against each other to a degree because we try to make that quota. Mm-hmm. Or, and, and whether we, and so what do you do? I mean, yep. you want to be judged on your merit and how much you can actually contribute and you know you can contribute. Right. You know, to that. But, but, I mean, and we know that there are many layers um, to the workplace, but yeah. black women are always at the bottom. And they just are. And and go look at your workplace right now. They just are. Especially if you look at how some of the government structures are set up. Mm-hmm. Um, they just are. Um, and, you know, we, we go back to hair. Yeah. Right. A lot of people do pass judgment on yeah. our hair and that does play a part in promotion potential it, it plays a part on being hired um mm-hmm. you know we've mm-hmm. seen it. The, it, it even in outside of the the typical work environment we have children who can't go to school with dreads in their hair what yes. what does that have to do with their education insane nothing nothing i used to work at in a place and this lady came in with her hair pressed out or blown out normally it's a, it's a little afro I had one of my other coworkers that was an elderly white woman come up to my office and say, Oh, did you see so and so? She looks so professional today. And I'm like, Does she not look normally professional every day? Cause where we worked was the type of office you had to be professional anyway. So I don't know where that came from. And then she's like, Yeah, stop by her office. Her hair looks great. And I'm thinking, Okay. I go and she, because her hair was pressed out. It was a buzz. Like, literally, that was a conversation in the And that's, that's ridiculous. That's insane. Granted, this is the same woman that when I w- went to work with a mud cloth and a gaylay on my head, which is a head wrap, she said, oh, don't you look cute like you just came off the banana boat? So I'm just giving context right here. 
So, mm. yeah, and she and in her mind, <laughs> she was giving a compliment. Like, oh, you just got out the banana, but you look. Cute. I was like, now I'm in the workplace. I have a decision to make. But that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, we can't. I think if, if you look at it, I think that these stereotypes and these beliefs all come from things that are misunderstood, mm-hmm. misrepresented. You know, I remember having a a conversation where someone mentioned a co-worker had like a little like you said an afro like a blowout mm-hmm. right but it wasn't like your typical afro like an Ange- angela davis afro right afro from 70s it was right. like a twist out kind of mm-hmm. and they made a comment like about the black panther movement what 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 and that's what i'm saying you have these conversations with people and you're like now <clears throat> mind you they didn't say it to me they said it to me indirectly mm-hmm and I was like, let me just get my black ass up. Because it's going to go, if I say something, it's going to go left. Respond, it's going to go left. Right. And then it's if they left. say that, and then they they reach out and touch your hair. I grew up with that because I went to all white school. And every time I came in with my hair plaited up, somebody would be like, oh, can I touch your hair? Before I could even say no, their hands were in my hair. And my mother Solange, had dropped. Yeah. Mm. Told you all, bitches, don't touch my don't hair, okay? touch my hair. <laughs> Keep your hands to yourself. We are not a petting zoo. No. We are not a petting zoo. I don't understand like that. I said, talk about and, that at one of my presentations. And they, this lady came up to me. She was like, oh, but are you, why does our, why do, why does our look, why does that have to even be the center of a conversation? Why do you have to comment on how I look? Period. Every day, though, it annoys me. It annoys me. It annoys me. You don't have to comment on my hair. You don't have to comment on anything about my how I'm presenting myself to the world. Ooh. Am I doing my job? Thank you. Let's talk about that. Cause it don't matter. I come with a buzz cut. Is that going to prevent me from doing my job well? No. It no. It, it will not. And, and that it makes people uncomfortable. Like they it does. Like, okay, I don't know why you get compelled to say anything at all. Just keep it moving. And it and it makes you kind of want to dim your light at work, mm. right? And we do that a lot. A lot of us become <sighs> lesser versions of ourselves at work, right? Mm-hmm. More demure because we got to. We feel like we have to make other people feel comfortable around us, right? No, I, I'm not. Why do I have to make you feel comfortable around me? Me. I don't want to offend you. How am I making you uncomfortable by being my authentic self? So maybe my true self is somewhat an affront to you? I don't see how. How's that your business? Mm. We we feel like these things can hurt our professional advances and chances at work. Mm. So we do, we dim it down. We bring it down. We bring it down. We bring it down. Yeah. To assimilate. As much as we can, as what perceived assimilation to be non-threatening to get ahead for what we want. Right. But, you know, you have these conversations. If this is what kills me, you dim yourself at work, but then you're in conversations with these same people like, oh my God, I love Beyonce. She's just so fierce. And the way she just carries herself and exudes that. Mm. These are the same people you have these conversations with at work. Yes. Oh, I love Rihanna. Mm. She don't give a, she's just who she is. And I love that about her. Can I come to work like Rihanna? <laughs> no. <laughs> Can I come to work like Beyonce? No. You could. I don't know if you still have a job, but you could. <laughs> but you could. Because I think some people coming in thinking it was, <laughs> it was, you know, Bay Day. No. That, Can you come to work like Cardi? No. <laughs> no. You can't go on her job. She, no, you can go to her job however you want, but you can't come to your job with, with the way. But see, does. and even with that, I say that and we laugh. But if you ever listen to Cardi B talk when it really matters about the things that are most important, she really knows what the hell she's talking about. And the crazy part is, what was that song that she had? Oh no, she had said something about um going to the gynecologist and getting. <laughs> She's talking about Planned Parenthood and going to the gynecologist and getting your shit checked out. Right. And politicians were basically taking that clip 
These were like senators and representatives were taking that clip and putting it on their platform as a way to promote funding Planned Parenthood. Oh, my goodness. But that's what I'm saying. Like, but because of how she presents herself to the world, people right. don't want to take her seriously. seriously. <clears throat> Unfortunately. And why is that? Her, right. And she's standing but, her truth. Right. Not but Miley, anybody. Right. But Miley Cyrus out here twerking with a stuffed animal. And I guarantee you, they're going to give her a platform to talk about whatever it is that she wants to talk about. And they'll take her seriously. Very much so. Regardless of all the other stuff that's going on. And that is why a lot of people are like, okay, for example, like even with Taraji Henson, like she's in Hollywood. Even though Hollywood is supposed to be this liberal, very, you know, inclusive environment, they're not. No. And Taraji out here, like, I'm going to change my hair color every other day. Thank I'm aware we wig down to my ass or I'm going to have mm -hmm. a short crop. And I dare you not to give me a roll just because I'm from. I, and she's kept it D.C. Yeah. She's kept her authenticity. And I'm sure that has prevented her from accelerating as fast as she could. For some. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty yeah. sure. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Which is, if you look at it, Halle Berry was her and Halle Berry had the same manager. Oh. Just saying. I mean, Halle Berry has since become more black. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what happened. <laughs> but don't come for Halle Berry, girl, because she will at you in the Twitter section, okay? Don't come Quick for Halle. <laughs> she is not to be played with anymore. <laughs> but I'm just saying, Halle was seen as the go-to girl when it came mm -hmm. to black women. Right. Right? Yeah, that workplace was set up like that. That's what I'm saying. It's just there was no other other way to to infiltrate unless it was one or the other. Exactly. And then so, you think about that. Yep. Where does that leave you? On well, how you tell us. You? Where you does tell where us. does that you know? You, you tell us where it leaves us. <laughs> it leaves us being up up at the top by our damn selves, <laughs> trying to fight for a spot that is open to six fifty eleven people, mm -hmm. and we have to fight for that one spot. So how do, how do organizations, how do you as employees help to build a better workplace for us as black, and black employees? You know, of course, we're talking about these things and adding some levity to it. But having these conversations with our coworkers sometimes needs to be had. And if you have an ally in your workplace, there's, there's a couple allies that I've had based on the field, the field that I work in where we're a lot, a lot more lax in our conversation because of the health care that we provide and, and the topic areas. So a lot of things that we talk about probably wouldn't fly in a lot of workplaces. But we do have some advocates and people that were in advocacy organizations before they came into our workplace. But I say that because in our workplace, we have allies that would be like, you're white, you can't say that to other white people because they there's a partnership that mm -hmm. has to be developed that I know and they know that if you, if I were to say what they said, and they understand this in their, in their wokeness, I guess, if, if we want to call it that, that if I say something, I'm going to be shot down. They know the repercussions. I'm not, it's going to be put, you know, walked over or something to, to an extent. But if they say it for whatever reason, they can get away with it, but they will tell their fellow white person. And I've seen this. You can't say that. That is not appropriate. You can, we're white. You know what our privilege is. Do you understand how this works? And in those situations, if you can, that can help create a better workplace if you have an ally, you know, and have those conversations. And sometimes people feel some type of way because if they see that person that doesn't look like them talking, they may feel like it's like a double edged sword. Well, I can't really take what they're saying seriously because right. they're not me. But at the same time, you kind of, it would help to align with them. So right. It is a partnership mm -hmm. so that, and having those conversations on inherent bias or bringing those things to the forefront for with your, with your um, human resources folks. Mm -hmm. where, where are we on the diversity and inclusion um, platform for this organization? And of course that includes everyone across the gamut, but there are certain things that they'll in diversity and inclusion, may be hiring more women, not necessarily the breadth of cultures and, and what happens. So then they, it, it may be like, well, we've met our quota. So how can you say we're not diverse? Mm. And, it's, and it's beyond that, one step beyond that for us when mm. we try to get hired. That folks may, they don't have to think about it because that's not their reality. Hmm. You know? So how do you, you know, just making you kind of think about those things, have those conversations with your coworkers 
And if they approach you about something, don't pop off in the stereotypical <laughs> way. What you mean? How you don't know that? Because it's a teachable <laughs> moment. It is a teachable <sighs> moment. Yes. Yes. Oh, well, this was a lot. So yeah. we're going to go ahead and yeah. take a quick break mm-hmm. and then come back with our last sip of the day. And we're back with the last sip of tea with your hood Dalai Lama. And I am your hood Dalai Lama. I don't have a quote for this week, but I did want to leave you with a few thoughts because of what we've been talking about today. You know, ageism, sexism, racism, that all still exists in the workplace. And everyone wants to be in an environment where we feel valued. But Black women have an especially difficult time navigating spaces at work where they feel undervalued, overlooked, and unsupported. So employers should be proactive in creating better workplaces for the minority professionals who are already employed by the company and institute a more equitable hiring process to attract qualified candidates of all backgrounds. You know, an environment where minorities, especially Black women, can bring their authentic selves to work, boost engagement, and helps employees contribute more to the organization as a whole. And, you know, with all that happened last year, with the protests, with the elections, with the attempted coup, pay attention and move accordingly. You know, don't be afraid to seek out a culture that accepts you. Don't be afraid to step away from that workplace that isn't serving you, you know, if you feel like the, the the employer that you are working for doesn't value you as a black woman in the workplace and you feel that there is another company that will, don't feel loyal, go ahead and leave. Because the overall theme that we have is about self-care and protecting your peace. And that is a perfect way to do it. And that is it. That's the last sip of tea with your hood, Dalai Lama. Amen and snaps on that one. Thank you for joining us this week on Sipping Tea with Nat and Z. Again, you can follow us on Instagram at Sipping Tea underscore Nat and Z underscore pod and on Facebook at Sipping Tea Nat and Z. To get information on upcoming podcast topics, guest news, drop us a line, comments, what you like, what you want to discuss. And as you know, we will be transitioning to our new schedule of releasing episode every two weeks. So join us for our next episode where we will be beginning to celebrate Women's History Month and all the goodness that we have given to it. Thanks, y'all.